For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Tuesday live show, July 20th, and of course the Wednesday, July 21st podcast. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And who, Chris, we've got some stuff to talk about today, man. So it, it makes sense, though. It's my, my last day in town for a little bit. I'm headed on vacation, ready to rock and roll. But uh, but we got media days all over the place. We got people talking about playoff expansion. We got Tom Brady at the White House. I mean, all sorts of stuff. We're going to hit it all. We're going to hit on everything. We got injuries in the NFL, like big ones. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that as well. A bunch of signings and, and whatever else are going on. Before we begin... Here's the rundown. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Make sure that you go and check it out. We would certainly appreciate that. Everywhere that you need to subscribe or follow any show that we've been on, anything like that, you can find right over there. Very easy to do, of course. We are getting close to football season. We are in conference preview mode with the SBR show over there. Search it out on YouTube, SBR Picks, or you can find it on their website, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. But, uh, but we will have the contest back. We're going to have some big stuff going on August 1st. Uh, Make sure that you are subscribed and whatnot by then and that you are checking out winningcureseverything.com. The contests are coming back. So our weekly pick them and whatnot, we're going to have prizes. We're going to have uh, all sorts of stuff. So make sure that you go and sign up for the newsletter and everything else. Go ahead and knock it out. Chris, everything rolling with you uh, well today? Yeah, man. Good deal. Let's dive into the first topic. Your boy. Tommy back at the White House again, uh, and he's got jokes this time. He's he's he is such a more likable person right now, and I wonder if that's like getting out from from under the Belichick tree for a little bit. Do you think that has anything to do with this? Or uh, no, I I think he's just older, and and he's definitely gotten a lot of I don't give a damn anymore. Uh, what happens when you get older? You just stop. There's an old saying that somebody taught me a long time ago that that it took me forever to really learn. But you go through like the first 35 years of your life caring what other people think of you. You go through the next like 20 years of your life not caring at all what people think of you. And then like the last 10 to 15 years of your life realizing nobody thought about you at all. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think he's in the (laughs) phase of life that he doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks of him. I, I can get down with that. 
I he's just he can laugh at himself. He he is enjoying life and enjoying being Tom Brady. Uh, go ahead and, and let everybody know if you want to jump in on the chat. We are live today. We are ready to rock and roll. So jump in the chat. We'll talk with you. You can help drive the stories, of course, uh, because I do see quite a few people watching today, and we appreciate you for joining. Uh, you were talking about, you know, guys that are enjoying life, like Tom Brady. Uh, one that I don't know if he is or not, Aaron Rodgers, it, there is a new report out that says that he turned down a two-year extension with the Packers that would have made him the highest-paid player in the NFL. And, and it wouldn't have been close, apparently. Um, but I think that this all goes back to everything that we've kind of known about this before, where this was not about money for him. This was about the way that the organization was run. It has everything to do with the front office. Uh, I know that you don't like Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know that I necessarily disagree with him here. I, if, if you don't like where you are, like there's no need to sign an extension. I don't think him not signing makes him a bad guy. Uh, I think he realizes he's going to have to play in Green Bay this next year if he wants to play. I, what, I mean, what would you do in this situation? What do you think about what's going on here? All right, them trying to sign him to an extension is just ridiculous. Like, that's them trying to show their fan base, we did everything we could, okay? This is this is the person that did the destructive thing in the relationship to end the relationship to cause the other person to want to leave. Just throwing everything at the wall so everyone in the world says, I'm not the bad guy here. I tried to reconcile this knowing that the damage has already been done, all right? Him say our reporters trying to use this saying he doesn't care about the money it's not about the money but bush it's always gonna be about money he just knows if i play this year i'm gonna make a lot of money maybe not the most money of everybody but it's like top two or three money all right and when i sign my new deal if i ever get traded and move on which i'm pretty sure that's going to happen in the near future um, after this year, I would, I would guess, then then he's going to get just as much money that's on this deal. Yeah, so he's I not turning down money. He's not losing money by turning this deal down. He's just not staying in Green Bay, and everybody knows that. Now, what we all pretty much assume is, is he's going to show up this year and he's going to play this year because if he wants to keep playing football, he's got to do it in Green Bay this year. He doesn't have the leverage to hold out and to quit. All right, he just doesn't. Yeah, no, I, I think the the plan from them all along was that Rodgers was not going to be an MVP caliber quarterback this past year. So they signed their future with Jordan Love. They brought in their guy, and they expected by this season or by the the coming season, twenty twenty two, they expected that Jordan Love would be ready to roll. And I think that's still what they're probably going to do at this point. But if you're Rodgers and you don't want to be there, why tie yourself to the franchise any longer? Because then the deal gets even more difficult to do because wherever you end up being traded to has got to give up more assets in order to pick you up. So, no, this was this was a what I don't know that they have to give up more assets. I don't think anybody's trading for him for a year. Okay. I don't think he's doing that. You're 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 trading him after you agree to the extension. He's going to get all the money that he would have gotten here. This way, he keeps the control. That's yeah, all. Yeah. That's all this does. This this is the this is the Green Bay Packers trying their best to show their fans we made every effort we could to 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 rekindle this relationship. Look at the offer we made him. 
All right. Yeah. He's going to get that same offer once he's traded to another team. Yeah. And and I, I don't them. think it matters who the team is. I don't think it matters at all. So you are so. right. Uh, right quick. I wanted to hit on this. Do you see that the, uh, the Olympics are still in danger of being canceled? No. Yeah. So the president or not president. Uh, what is this guy? Um, da, 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 the guy's name. Yeah, it's the chief of the Tokyo 2020 Organizing Committee uh, on Tuesday did not rule out a last-minute cancellation of the Olympics uh, because there's more athletes that are testing positive for COVID-19 over there. Uh, major sponsors ditched plans to attend Friday's opening ceremony, which apparently they are still planning to do or were. Uh, the guy's name is Toshiro Muto. He said that they would keep an eye on infection numbers and uh, liaise with other organizers if necessary said, we can't predict what will happen with the number of coronavirus cases, so we will continue discussions if there is a spike in cases. We have agreed that based on the coronavirus situation, we will convene five-party talks again. At this point, the coronavirus cases may rise or fall, so we will think about what we should do when the situation arises. Uh, it's already been postponed a year. Like, if this thing gets gets shelved this year, I don't think that they do it next year. I think I think it's just hold off until 2024, right? Yeah, Probably. I don't know that I necessarily agree that they should do this, like that they should cancel it, but it does seem strange. Like COVID-19 cases are rising in Tokyo. That um, says there have been 67 cases in Japan among those accredited for the game since July 1st when many athletes and officials started arriving. Have you seen what's going on with NBA basketball? I mean, they got like nobody left on the team. They got guys that are still playing in the finals. They got dudes that have tested positive. They're in the the health quarantine or whatever. They got guys that are just opting out now. Like they, they got nobody to play. It's insane to me. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what this Olympics is going to look like. I have no idea. But I do know that the opening ceremony is supposed to be on Friday night, and who knows what's going to happen here. So I, are you still excited about it? Like, what are, what are you I'm, thinking? There's no buildup. If if we get here and it's there, I'm gonna watch and I'm gonna be excited. If if we get there and it's not, then I'm not. I mean, I don't care. You know, I can't control it. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, there is a lot of talk today about college football playoff expansion. There was an article by Ross Dellinger at SI, and the headline is "The Rose Bowl Throws a Wrench in College Football's Playoff Expansion Plans." says tw or two months before the 12-team expansion model is set for potential approval, the January 1st event could present a significant roadblock in the path to an agreement. So they're going through and discussing uh, all of the reasons, or not the reasons, but all of this talk from these anonymous sources that the Pac-12 is not going to move off of their January 1st date at 2 p.m. Pacific time. They're just not going to do it, which would mean that they would the only way to get them involved is basically they host a quarterfinal game every year. They have no semifinal game. They have no national championship. They are just a quarterfinal spot, which seems absurd to me, but neither here nor there. Uh, and then on top of that, you have everything else around college football that is beginning to kind of discuss it and not in a positive light, which I'm both surprised by and not. Uh, Dabo Sweeney asked about it today at ACC Media Days. You know, we talked last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, Mac Brown said that North Carolina, the players are not in favor of a 12-team playoff. Now, Dabo and the Clemson players 
are not in favor of a 12-team playoff. Uh, they think that that's just too many. It's too many games, etc. Now, I've said it multiple times on this show, like I am in favor of declining, or not declining, uh, uh, shortening the regular season and doing it that way, right? I've, I've got a bunch of different options for ways to do it where there's not so many games played, but Dabo was doing that. Greg Sankey told media members at SEC Media Days that, hey, if everything goes kaput, like, we can always just stay at four. Like, okay, like, what, what was all the press releases about? Like, what the hell was all this about? And, uh, and then, of course, you've got a little bit more positive side from Brandon Marcello at 247 Sports. He reached out to all of the bowl executives that are involved in the New Year's Six. Three of them got back to him. And that was the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the Peach Bowl that all said, we are ready to tear up our contracts and get with this CFP expansion right now. We want to do it. Because I think all of them have had guys opt out for their bowl games, and it totally declined the level of interest in their game. They couldn't sell tickets. They couldn't get, you know, the viewership was blah. Uh, They all said, we want to be involved with this if we can do it. The Rose Bowl is saying they're not going to move, and then the Cotton Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl are declining to comment. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, this seems like a shit show. Like, I, what What do you think about this? Because I am, it seems like this is pretty par for the course, right? They don't have all their ducks in a row. Nobody knows what they're really going to do. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll take these one by one because you just okay. threw a lot out there. <laughs> Sorry. Rose Told you Bowl. it's a lot today. I, I would tell the Rose Bowl to stick it, and I would move the Rose Bowl. I, I wouldn't even give them the quarterfinal game. I, I tend to agree with you. I I just I just move on from them. Okay, congratulations. Bye. And, and what happens if college football, the people that put on college football, say we're not, we're just okay. We're just we're just not going to have a Rose Bowl anymore. We just won't have a bowl in in the Rose Bowl anymore. We'll go to that new stadium in Allegiant, that that gigantic field in uh, Anaheim. Sorry, not Allegiant Field. Uh, we'll, we'll go we'll go put a bowl there, and we'll get a new sponsor, and we'll get a new everything, and we'll leave the Rose Bowl. Uh, we'll but we'll do, still we'll do be in L.A., yeah. and we can tell you to blow it out of your ass. That'd be the first thing I'd do. I would start taking control of my sport. This is what the people that run this thing need to do, all right? I I don't care what Dabo Sweeney says. Yes, that we – yeah, of course he doesn't want to play an extra game. He's having a hard time getting there all the time, playing the easiest schedule out of every – Every championship team, every team that has made the playoffs so far has played a harder schedule every year than Clemson. And Clemson is still, while they've won it more than anybody not named Bama, has still had problems always winning it. So, of course, they don't want to play any extra games that might be hard because they tend to slip up and lose those games. Uh, so, so sure, I don't want your opinion. I don't care about your opinion, okay? You don't get a say in this. You didn't want players to get paid. Now they're going to get paid. Guess what? We're going to do a lot of things that are going to piss you off because you're stuck in your ways and you don't care about the game. You don't care about actually growing this sport at all. So you get to sit in the corner, and if your team is good enough, you get to continue to keep getting invited in, all right? So I tell him to blow it out his ass too. <laughs> All of these other, like the two that declined, uh, I guarantee you the Cotton Bowl and uh, the the Fiesta Bowl, Yep. if the other two come in and you get a new bowl 
to come in, though they would immediately want to do the same thing. If they held up progress, it would be real easy to say, okay, you continue to get a bowl game. That's what you're owed, a bowl game. Okay. Yeah, the contracts are still due until January 2026. So yeah, we got five more years of but, this. But those contracts are for them to get a bowl game. You can have a bowl game. You're no longer a part of this playoff thing, though. Yeah, okay. Like, That's, we're just going to move the playoffs to different bowls, and and you get moved out of it if you don't want to play. By, but I guarantee you they will. They just don't want to talk about it right now. They don't want to – they understand probably that this is all a shit show. And why are they going to be willing to tell people they're going to tear their contracts up if if nobody has them another contract to, to sign? Agreed. Like, I, yeah. I don't know that – I think I would probably – as much as I want this, I would sit back and wait for new documentation before I commented on the old documentation. Yeah, you were okay. probably right about that. I mean, it's it's kind of nuts. Uh, these these the are all that's... things that I feel about all of this stuff. Um, it, it, the people running it, do they have their heads up their asses and know what they're doing? No, they're all morons. They're, they're all idiots. And, of course, this could go no other way, Gary. Yeah. It could go no other way. These people that run this thing don't know what they're doing. We, Somebody I, has to take charge. Somebody yes. has to take control and start telling people, this is what we're doing. This so is why commissioners exist. You're saying a college football czar. Then. This No, this like is commissioner what Mark Emmert should be, by the way. This is what the head of the NCAA should but be. They, they, they should have never been. lost. They, they should have never lost college football. Control of running it. Yeah, I mean that that happened, you know, basically in the '80s. We've talked about this multiple times this year about the uh, NCAA versus Board of Regents, it, that whole TV case. That's there that's how we to got be, to this point. There has to be another way for them to keep and maintain control over their product. Yeah, and it's not about it's not about making money off of it. It's not about profiting off of it. It's about controlling the product so you don't have your this guy over here thinking this and this guy over here thinking this and this guy over here thinking this and everybody's at odds and everybody has equal say in the room no no there's one captain driving the ship okay when i say we're gonna go left everybody's turning left damn it yeah that's a that's a college football or you can hop off the damn ship that's it it makes perfect sense that this is how this would go right this is how it it has always been and you and I were both kind of surprised when all the news and press releases and everything else came out just a month ago or however long it's been, where they were openly talking about, like, yeah, we are pushing for a 12-team playoff before they ever got the contract stuff figured out. But it, they normally don't go public with this stuff until it's done, which is why it led us to believe that it's done. And it is not. It's not even close. Uh, let's talk about some more college football stuff right quick because, I mean, we just got a bunch to hit on today, and and you and I are both running like crazy. So let's uh, let's talk about SEC Media Days. Has there been anything surprising out of Media Days other than Shane Beamer? We're going to get to him in just a minute. Uh, that, you know, kind of took you by surprise or, or gave you a little – it made you more excited for the football season than you typically were. What uh, What have you thought so far? I mean, no, I don't get. I don't really get super hyped up into the media day stuff. I don't. I'm I'm ready for football to be here. It's, okay? it's pretty boring. And all this means is we're just that much closer. But nobody has said anything crazy. Nobody has said anything that has surprised me or shocked me. I'm 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 prepared for it all. So and Greg Sankey has kind of been cracking me up when he is introducing people uh, on the podium. Like at today, Mark Stoops, the head coach at Kentucky, 
pops up, and and Greg Sankey is introducing him, and he introduces him as a uh, uh, this next guy is uh, uh, like a, a great something player, and uh, he's great friends with Toby Keith. Like this is Mark Stoops, and I mean the introductions have been absolutely insane. But uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, there's really not been anything that crazy. Uh, we had LSU, Florida, and South Carolina yesterday. Uh, Coach O would not comment on any of the stuff uh, that that people want to know about about all the Title IX investigation and everything else, which makes sense. You know, I mean, Pete Thamel really tried to ask a question in a way that would get him to talk about it without necessarily giving real insight to it, but it, we all knew that he wasn't going to even touch it with a 10-foot pole. Um, Dan Mullen, you know, kind of entertaining yesterday. Uh, talked highly of Emory Jones, you know, all kind of stuff. But uh, other than that, somebody asked him in the media room setting afterwards uh, about Georgia and the fact that Georgia is, is predicted by most magazines to win the East this year. And he, of course, quips back with his whole, hey, you know, didn't they, didn't they say that last year? Which technically they didn't because the majority of people were actually picking Florida to win the East last year. Like, either way, uh, the guy that I do want to hit on, which, uh, by the way, today was uh, Georgia, Tennessee, A&M, and Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kiffin uh, is on the podium as we speak right now, so I haven't heard what he has said. But the other guys, kind of boring today. Kind of boring today. But Shane Beamer yesterday, highly impressive. Uh, He has got a certain swagger about him that... I wasn't quite expecting. Now, obviously, we had heard about it. Everybody had talked about, oh, he's the, he's the guy. Even though he hadn't been a coordinator and he hadn't called plays, he hadn't, you know, been in like a big-time leadership position, but he's got it in his genes, and he got up there yesterday, and he was talking about his dad, you know, being contacted about the uh, about the Alabama job forever ago and, and all the stuff that he went through when he was at South Carolina before and what he's been through at Oklahoma and how he's going to build this thing coming back. I mean, he, he filibustered for... 20-something minutes. I mean, he was up there forever, it felt like. But his stories were entertaining. And then, of course, you've got him recreating the Arby's picture that Steve Spurrier did years ago when he was the head coach at South Carolina where he's got his sunglasses on and he's eating the roast beef sandwich or whatever. Like, he's hilarious. And and I don't know that it translates to being able to rebuild a program, but if you've got a guy like that that can connect with so many people, I mean, there's a reason he got the job, Right. I, I think he could be the guy that can actually resuscitate South Carolina's football program. Give yeah. me your thought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. I didn't know if there was a question in there. No, I mean, no, I just I was going to let you, uh, uh, you know, feed off of it. I, I know that you were you were impressed with him yesterday. Uh, we were, you know, texting back and forth about this uh, in our. I mean, group I thought chat. the picture was cool. I thought I thought you know he's got some character. I could see how he got the job. Okay. Yes. But before actually getting to hear this part of him, I had a real struggle with how in the hell do you go into interviews with the 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 quality of people that we kind of that I I had in mind for this job. And and most of those guys don't even get interviewed. And yeah. and you walk out with Shane Beamer getting the job, like getting the job immediately getting the job. Oh, it's it's um, not highly thought of. I mean, it, it across the board, he I mean, it, all of these different publications do a, a ranking of like the top, you know, there's 65 power five schools. They would do a ranking and he is at the bottom. Like he was number 65 in the CBS when he's like 63 in one of the other ones. Like nobody seems to believe that this is going to go well, but 
you know, they all said the same thing about Ed Orgeron. They all said the same thing about Dabo Sweeney. Uh, maybe some guys just got it, you know? Yep. I, th- I think he might I, I, now, I now know how he got the job, and and I and I like that, and I like the swagger. I thought he was funny. I thought he had a personality. I'm okay with all that. Let's see if he can coach. Yeah. No, I, I think there was a, a part of his press conference where he was talking about we are going to throw to the tight end. We want our tight ends to be playmakers. That They are in it deep with a four-star tight end that has got offers from Clemson and uh, offers from Alabama and Florida and blah, 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 and – I mean, he was basically calling out this tight end in the middle of his media day presser, which is, you know, it takes some stones to get up there and, and do that and show that much uh, support for one guy. But I think he's going to do this over and over again, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, the other thing that has popped out today with SEC football is... Nick Saban was at the Texas High School Coaching Convention last night, and he told the crowd there that Bryce Young is nearing $1 million in name-image-likeness endorsements already. And we are 20 days into July, and he said, uh, he said that he is due to make, quote, ungodly numbers. He wouldn't divulge the specifics of the deals that he signed. So the total compensation is almost seven figures now. He said, and it's like the guy hasn't even played yet. Uh, but that's because of our brand. He said, uh, Young signed a deal to be represented by CAA on July 2nd, the day after the NCAA allowed athletes to profit off their name, image, likeness. Um, so far, like it, we've only seen the, the only public thing is Bryce Young's got to deal with Cash App. But he, this is... This is a lot of money. We knew that they were going to make a lot of money. I thought it would be more established guys. This has kind of got me questioning, you know, what exactly is the, what's the limit here? I mean, how how high could these contracts go? What uh, what were your thoughts on the million dollars? Uh, it didn't shock me at all, and I told you this is what's going to happen. People are going to be blown away by the amount of money some of these guys get. And this was absolutely like the a, thinking, a recruiting the thing thinking these it. guys are going to make a couple of thousand dollars here and there and oh they're college students and so 20 bucks will last them all week yada yada that old bullshit ain't working anymore baby these guys are going to get paid if you're a starter at a major power five program every starter will make six figures the lot of them if you're a guard starting at LSU or Alabama or Georgia or Florida, you're going to make six figures. You start 12 football games, you're getting six figures. 
Yeah. And this was, I think that this was partly a, um, I think it was partly a recruiting effort by Saban. Oh, well, that's all like, this is from Saban. Yeah. That's all this is from Nick Saban. It's just saying that, listen, we had reports that Tua's family got over a million dollars in compensation to come. All right. That was below board. You don't yeah. think above board they're going to get more? Come oh, on, man. Uh, the, the full quote was, certain positions probably enhance opportunities to create value like quarterback. And our quarterback, Bryce Young, already has approached ungodly numbers. Uh, I'm not going to say what they are. He hadn't even played yet. Hadn't even started. Uh, he said it's almost seven figures, and it's like the guy hasn't even played yet, but that's because of our brand. So he he just straight up tells it, but whew, that's, uh, that's a lot. I, I figured that some of the more established guys – but I mean, that's recruiting bullshit, though. You know. If that guy went to Clemson, if that guy went to Ohio State, if that guy went to Ole Miss, he's going to get the same seven figures. You're probably right. I mean, he like, was this the is not a he's got that A on his head. If he went to Arkansas and put a different A on his head, he would still get the same seven figures. And so Kirby Smart talked about that uh, in his presser today. He was like, "It like none of this. Nobody has an advantage over anybody else in the SEC." Like there's it. money everywhere. All of the, there's there's yeah. money everywhere. Vanderbilt could lock down guys if it comes down to I'm gonna go to the highest bidder. Okay, your brand ain't got nothing to do with it, and winning don't have anything to do with it. Vanderbilt could come up with two to three million dollars tomorrow in their sleep. Yes, especially in Nashville right now, man. A lot of people that love uh, Clark Lee. I didn't even put this down to talk about. Did you see the Deadspin article? about no. uh, Clark Lee is costing his Vanderbilt football players NIL money because he has not given them jersey numbers yet? He's not costing them anything. <laughs> no, he's not costing them a dime. This whole but I do ridiculous. think the, the whole earning your number is the dumbest thing coaches do. I agree, too. This is, I mean, that is old like, school. And yeah. he's a young guy, but that is, that's an that's old weird. school mentality. Yeah, but it's his first head coaching job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, so... Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Everybody what wants to be Bear Bryant. I I suppose so. I suppose so. All right. Uh let's talk about NFL right quick. Cam Akers tours Achilles. Do you see this news? Yep. Out for the year. I now it's not like they don't have running backs, but he came on strong at the end of the year, and he was a big reason why they even made the playoffs last year. I mean, obviously they could not count on Jared Goff for anything. But he was kind of expected to be a, a focal point of that offense this year. He averaged 113 yards per game on the ground in the last seven games last season. And, you know, they've still got Daryl Henderson Jr. They still got uh, Xavier Jones, undrafted free agent, rookie Jake Funk, uh, undrafted rookie Otis Anderson, Raymond Collette. Like, they got dudes. Uh, somebody no, could none pop. of those guys are dudes, Gary. Jesus I mean, Christ. Well, but you just well, named I, off a bunch of also-rans that nobody gives a shit about in the NFL. Now, I would fully expect them at this point to sign a uh, sign a free agent, right? Some veteran guy that's going to come in. Because they've done it before. Uh, they did it with C.J. Uh, Anderson. Anderson a couple of years ago, right? Like, they, they can do this. They can figure this out. But it does kind of make me wonder because the Vikings did this a couple of years ago with I just blanked on the name what's uh what's the Vikings running back also out of Florida State you know what I'm talking about no the, uh, from I a just, couple of years ago no like like the Vikings running back right now hold on I'll find it uh but either way they uh they it, it, he it, Dalvin Cook when he went out that offense completely tanked 
They had nothing, like they didn't know what to do with themselves. And I have to wonder, does Cam Aker, uh, does he do that same thing to this offense? Now, obviously, we don't know what it's going to look like without Matt Stafford, or with Matt Stafford, but it's, this hurts. This is not good. They were the favorite in that division. I don't know that a running back necessarily takes them out of it, but, I mean, do you, you think uh, you think this is a big-time loss? Well, okay, I can think it's a big-time loss and also think that this isn't the reason they're not going to be the favorite anymore. They shouldn't have been the favorite to begin with. They were the betting favorite because betting perception. All right, and everyone thinks that Matt Ryan automatically just makes them a Super Bowl contender, which maybe he does. All right, maybe he does. His resume shouldn't show that. Okay, they've had some good. I know that we laugh at Detroit. He's had talent around him at Detroit before. Yeah. All right. He said he had really good talent there and he's never won anything. Right. And, and he had a shitload of talent in college. He never won anything there either. So, um, you know, I like Matt Stafford. This is not crapping on Stafford. This is everybody just, just go ahead and handing out championships right and left to a guy that's never won anything before. Now, my opinion of running backs is this I think Cam Akers is really, really good i think he had a chance to be like a top five running back this year that's really special i also believe that they'll find somebody to run the football that we don't know their name and and by the end of the year we'll all know their name when mccaffrey went down last year everybody flipped out and mike davis put up the exact same numbers mccaffrey did they just the offense didn't change at all yeah yeah, I think I, I just I, I just believe if you're a good offensive scheme, it doesn't matter. They'll figure it out. It's the most replaceable. I don't want to see a guy like Cam Akers get hurt. I like Cam Akers, and I was excited about watching him run this year. With that being said, whoever ends up filling that role, and it might be a multitude of guys, their offense ain't going to change a whole lot. I think it certainly helps that it happened now before camp starts uh, because now they, they got plenty of time to be able to find a guy to be able to start the season. You know, I think one of the big things that happened with the Vikings and, and Dalvin Cook was it was in the middle of the season. So you got to find somebody. I think we're talking about two different things. I think you're talking about a team that is not built on offense, a team where where you don't have an offensive genius as a head coach. Uh, you True. don't have an offensive genius as a play caller. You don't have a dynamic offense to begin with. True. Very true. And all you do is run the football. Okay. That's, that is not – Yeah. How, that's, that's how the different. Rams are going to win things. This is not how it's going to work. That's it. You're you're right. You are right. The Steelers have signed uh, Melvin Ingram to replace Bud Dupree. Now Ingram is 32 years old. Um, okay, I guess you got any thoughts on this one? Uh, it's for four million dollars. All right. Everyone has shit all over Clowney for being washed up and past his time. And Clowney, the last couple of years, has gotten around $10 million and $13 million. So to tell you that they they pay him $4 million and he signed it tells you this is a guy I loved. I loved. And when he's owned, he's good. Can't stay healthy. Can't stay on the field. When he's on the field the last two years, he hasn't produced. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I was worried about. That's it. I, um... like, like if you think he's going to replace Bud Dupree, keep, all right, that's that's good thought. That's good thinking. And I want good things for Melvin Ingram. I like Melvin. I liked him a lot at, at, for those Chargers teams. I thought he was an absolute monster his first couple of years there. Set last couple of years, couldn't stay healthy. And when he was healthy, did nothing. Yeah. I mean, nothing. There's a reason Clowney, who everyone said hasn't stayed healthy and did nothing, is getting 10 and $13 million a year. And this guy had one offer for four. 
it's uh it's not a lot of money. It is not a lot of money at all. So I I'm curious. I mean, maybe a change of scenery does him well, but uh, I mean, signing for four million dollars and and you're signing this late in the game mm, probably says something. Probably says something. The Mannings have signed to do Monday Night Football. Eli and Peyton are doing Monday Night Football on ESPN2. They're going to do an alternate broadcast. And I think this is an absolute genius idea. They are doing 10 games a season for the next three years. They are already signed up for the first three games of the season. I don't know what they... I don't know what exactly the schedule is going to be. Like, are they just going to do the first 10 weeks? Are they going to, like, space it out? But they're going to have... You know, current players, former players, comedians, entertainers, whatever, jump in with them. They're going to do it from a remote location. Basically, I think they just get to sit at home and hang out and watch the game and just talk about it. And these two guys are really entertaining. Like, they're really funny. It's They are the same level that, that Tom Brady is where they can kind of make fun of themselves. They don't take anything too seriously. I enjoy listening to them. I think this is a fantastic idea. Like, ESPN wanted Peyton in the booth. I think Peyton didn't want to be involved in the old-school broadcast of it. I I think this is genius. What uh, what do you think about it? I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I do, here's the reason why. I, I hate all these alternative ways of watching a game. I want to watch a football game. I want to turn it on, and I want to watch the football game, and I want Peyton Manning to call my game. I want Eli Manning to call my game. I don't want them hanging out with their friends talking about the game. I want them to call the game. Yeah, yeah. I can. The traditional outlet seems like the right way to go, even when there are all these other alternate ways to watch games, the coach's film room, all that kind of stuff. I hate that. I've never watched one ever and enjoyed it. Well, here's, here's the thing I have gone back and watched it and enjoyed it. I. But I do that for, like, national championships, for playoff games, stuff like that. But I always watch the traditional broadcast for the actual game. And maybe you're right. Like, maybe maybe this won't work. Like, I, not that you said it didn't or it wouldn't work. But, you know, I I will say this. No, there it's going to work. It's going to work. They're super likable, and yeah. a shitload of people are going to tune in. It's going to work. I'm not going to watch it as much as I love these guys. Because I want to call the, I want to watch the game. I don't want to watch somebody else watch the game. I don't want a camera on them while we're calling the game. I want Jim Nance and Tony Romo. That's what I want. I want to hear you tell me what you're seeing as I'm watching the game. If they're doing this from their house and they're having a bunch of friends over, you're going to have half the screen be on the football game and the other half the screen being on them. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't want that. I hate that. I love these two guys. I, I I watch everything they do. I think they are amazing entertainers. They're funny. They're likable. I love everything about them. I, I'm going to hate this. I'm not going to watch. And it really bothers me because I think if you got them in a booth, they would be unbelievable. Yeah, I, I do tend to agree with that. Um now, Monday Night Football, you know, has Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy. And I will say, over the last however many years, uh, I, I don't know. Last year was their first year, and then before that it was uh, Tess and, uh, and Booger and whoever else. Like, I, I don't always listen with the sound on. I, like, I'll have the game on. 
but I'm not knee-deep in those Monday Night Football games because the matchups have been kind of it. Now, this year's schedule looks better, um, but this, like, I would actually I would actually turn it on and listen to it. So, there is that. But it, I think I think anything that you're giving people a, a different option to where it's not boring, even in a blowout game, this could be something that could be entertaining. Uh, I think it does help grow the uh, the game, and I think it's good for ESPN to get, you know, Peyton involved in this, and Eli, but mostly Peyton. You want Peyton to do the booth? Uh, get him doing this first, you know? Sign him up. Like, they're already working with his Omaha Productions and whatnot. Like, do whatever you got to do to keep him in your company, and that way he's not going somewhere else. So, that's the way I look at that. Uh, finally, we're going to close out because we got things to do. I found an interesting story, Chris. I know that you're going to love this. A Florida man stole something, tried to throw it on a roof, and got arrested for it. Now, of course, this would only happen in Florida. Uh, but have you seen the story? Have you seen what I'm talking about? No. Okay. This 32-year-old man was arrested early Thursday when Daytona Beach Shores police officer spotted him attempting to throw an alligator onto the roof of a cocktail lounge located just off of Highway A1A, according to the police report. Um, The officers saw the man take the alligator by the tail, hit it against the awning of the building, throw it to the ground, and stomp on it twice. He told the investigators that he was, quote, teaching the gator a lesson. And it was a, it was a little or a smaller alligator that he stole from a miniature golf course. He was trying to throw it on the roof of a beachside cocktail lounge. Is there any other state where you could see a guy, like if I had just told you the story and didn't tell you what state it was, is there any other state that you would believe that this happened in? No, I mean, no. I mean, it, it could happen in Louisiana, but yeah, I would assume Florida. At 100% Florida. Uh, the stomping on the alligator thing, that like that's ridiculous. But I'm curious, there's nothing else about teaching it a lesson. Like I'm teaching the gator a lesson. And it's from a mini golf course? I, I don't, I've been to several mini golf courses at the beaches in Florida. I've never been to one that's got an alligator. Like, have, have you, you've been Not out of a Florida. live one. Yeah, I've never seen a live one. But these things are just, you know, hanging out at, at whatever this thing is uh, near Daytona Beach. So this guy is from uh, Homestead, Florida. He was taken into custody, charged with possession and injury of an alligator, unarmed burglary, uh, burglary of an occupied dwelling, theft, and criminal mischief. Um, yeah, there, there's no attorney for the guy. He was representing himself, and he is still in jail as of this week. So <laughs> I don't I don't know what to make of it. Uh allig- like some alligators are endangered species, right? I have no idea. That would shock me. I don't think alligators are endangered. Maybe maybe not. I'm just trying to figure out how I don't this think guy... there's a lot of different species of alligator. Like how how could this guy still be in jail? Like how I'm quite certain his incarceration has less to do with the alligator and more to do with the substances running through his body. You might be you might be right about that. There was nothing in here about that other than, I mean, it no, seems like No, I think like it's just assumed. They yeah. said it was Homestead, Florida. That's, yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. The guys, like, all hopped up on bath salts. Sure. <laughs> that's just, this is part of it. Picking up an alligator by the tail and trying to throw it on the roof of a cocktail lounge? Nobody does that s- sober, <laughs> Gary. Nobody has ever done that sober. 
No, you're 100 percent right. I don't know that anybody's tried to do that, even even hammered drunk. Like, I need to I need to see this alligator. If it's like the size of his forearm, then somebody needs to kick this guy's ass. But if it's like a baby alligator, but still like the size like of pretty your big. leg, then then now now I'm a little impressed. Yeah, I wish that they had like it had tossed in some pictures here because I like, haven't been able like, to find. I much. mean, I've seen some tiny alligator, and if it's a tiny alligator, come on, man! Like that's just that's mean. Like, like that's well, just, it's not even that it's mean, but like it's not a story. Like this guy's just an asshole. Yeah, like you're using the word alligator to get clicks and to get attention, but everybody knows like this ain't no alligator. It's like a baby. Like that's a right? that's a baby alligator, not a. Yeah, I mean, it did say it's a smaller alligator, but but that's a very relative term. All yeah. right. The alligator from Lake Placid was gigantic. Okay. So is it smaller than that? That's a smaller alligator. Now you you are correct about that. Uh is it the size of my shoe or is it the size <laughs> of my leg? Those are different units of measurement. I need something to quantify how big this small alligator is. Let's see. It took the alligator by its tail, hit it against the awning of the building, threw it to the ground, stomped on it twice. So and I mean, the alligator's alive. Like it survived. Well, yeah, it's an alligator, Gary. Jesus. It's not it's a like, bug. Like, it's like a damn dinosaur. So, <laughs> I mean, the stomping thing is is serious, man. That's serious stuff. God, teaching it a lesson. I don't know what the hell that's all about. All right. You ready to get out of here? Is there anything else that's broken? Nope, that's it. Let's go. Let's go. All right, you guys have been fantastic. We appreciate everybody for jumping in today. Uh, Honey Street on Twitch was the only person that jumped in, said hello. But I can see the numbers. I know you guys are watching. So we certainly appreciate that. Of course, subscribe to the show everywhere that you need to. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever it is. Whatever your favorite podcast app is. And, of course, all the video stuff on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, whatever. So go ahead and knock all of those out. And head over to YouTube. Search for SBR Picks. We have got our college football previews. I think I think this week we've got the Big 12 and the ACC coming out. So go ahead and check it out. Jim John jumped in. He said, good show. We appreciate that. Uh, and with that said, you know, go to SBRPicks.com slash NCAAF. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Uh, we are going to go ahead and get out of here. So you guys take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully all of your tickets cash while I'm on vacation the rest of the week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.